0: I am recording this again, and I was talking for so long. It's fine, though. I think I know where I want to go with this episode. <laughs> only took only took an hour of pre-recording to decide, let's just scrap all of this and go with something else. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I am the host. And this is the podcast Baby Millennial. Well, we did it. We made it through the year 2020. Today, as I record this, it is January 1st, 2021. It was a beautiful day here on the central coast of California. It was sunny, chilly. Um, You know, just a regular, schmegular day in the middle of a pandemic. And I thought it would be nice to have a podcast episode that kind of talked about some of the, uh, major events, pop culture events that happened throughout this year that, uh, was, you know, an interesting year to say the very least. Obviously, I'll address the elephant in the room, uh... In the year 2020, we were blessed with a novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, which gives rise to the disease COVID-19. It originated in Wuhan, China, and spread to South Korea and quickly made its way around the globe. Weird at a global scale, not prepared for a pandemic. And this was, I think, highlighted in a TED Talk, I believe, by Bill Gates. I remember everyone was circulating that TED Talk at the beginning of the pandemic. And they're like, he warned us. It's like, okay. All right. um, Yeah. So that happened. We were graced with a deadly virus uh, that the world wasn't prepared to deal with. Um, And even in the United States, there was even more unpreparedness. Millions were unemployed, not receiving, uh, or like weren't qualified for unemployment. Um, I don't know the actual number of jobs lost, but there were lots of jobs lost. And I want to say millions. I feel like that's a reasonable estimate. Um, we went into various lockdowns to attempt to reduce the spread of this deadly virus. There, because it's such a novel virus, news came out, like new data on this virus came out every day. Um, And, you know, this led to some misinformation and then sharing of misinformation, which caused panic and, and, or gave people a reason to feel justified in not being safe about COVID and doing, you know, carrying on with their vacation plans or parties or weddings. Um, and later on in the year, holidays with their families and going to airports that are packed <laughs> when when cases of the deadly virus that we don't have a cure for or you know didn't have a vaccine for you know up until recently is wrecking havoc you know i i don't want to get too much into the virus because it's something we're all dealing with and we're starting to dole out vaccines. Uh, I don't know if dole out is the correct (laughs) verb. (laughs) Am I making a verb? No, I think that that is like to give out. I don't know. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. We're starting to administer COVID vaccines, which is so exciting. The development of this vaccine is incredible at the time, at the like speed that we did it. um, And I talk about the vaccine in a previous podcast uh, that i did um and kind of address some of the concerns with that as well but it is really exciting um but you know not the whole like a made a majority of the population in the u.s aren't going to be vaccinated probably until the end of 2021 um so that doesn't mean that, you know, by summertime, everything is going to go back to pre-pandemic life. I think it's going to be a gradual transition. um, But it's still exciting, nonetheless. And, and and I get excited every time I see my friends who work in um, the sector of healthcare, various components of healthcare, and they're able to get the vaccine right now. And, seeing them post about it it makes me so excited um and happy um it's scary uh my sister had covid Uh, she works at a restaurant in southern california and she lives in a place where people are not always complying compliant with wearing masks and in fact they're adamant about not wearing masks um And even though they were eating outside as a server, you know, you're, I don't even think she's a server. I don't know. Anyways, she dealt with customers and like masks aren't always over the face. You know, you're eating food. It's, it, yeah. Anyways, she unfortunately got COVID. She's healthy now, but it was scary. And it's scary for a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people still don't take this very seriously, but a lot of lives have been lost. A lot of friends and family members have been lost to this virus. And it affects, you know, it has detrimental effects to everyone, not just a certain age group. And I know that that is used a lot by younger people as a justification that most of the more... uh morbidities um from COVID-19 are in older age groups or people with pre-existing conditions um so young people are like oh then I'm fine (laughs) which is not like no uh (laughs) I would be more worried about getting the virus and disease than getting the vaccine um and I hope that you know people aren't super, people are more trusting of the science and will give the vaccine a shot, you know, because not everyone who wants to get vaccinated can be vaccinated. People with autoimmune disorders are not able usually to have vaccination because the cells that are supposed to protect them, um, they already, those cells fight their, themselves in a, for lack of a better and keeping it more brief of a explanation you know if your cells that are supposed to fight for fight for you against viruses and bacteria are fighting each other it's kind of hard to introduce uh, a vaccine where they're supposed to your cells are supposed to recognize components of the vaccine say hey this is yuck we gotta kill it and protect you because they're too busy fighting each other and uh, you're just trying to live. So now that I've confused everyone <laughs> with my vague immunology explanation, um, it was quite a year, you know. I think some of the parts that I like to reminisce on are the different stages of, of the year and, and quarantining. Words like quarantine, zoom, um, phrases like, oh gosh, new normal. This is a new normal. These were things like you just, like you don't want to hear the words anymore. Quarantine, zoom, new normal. No, thank you. Uh, I like the personification of the virus as Miss Rona um giving it kind of like a villainous character is kind of you know light-hearted making most of the situation in the beginning of the pandemic um there when when most of the world was under like a like a very strict lockdown like an initial lockdown which kind of took place around the end of march uh everyone was making whipped coffee, uh, or doing sourdough starters or making bread, baking a lot, um, uh, making, making a TikTok account. TikTok is an app, uh, where you can share videos and lip sync over audio or music. Um, it's, When you explain it to someone, it sounds really shitty and, like, boring. But when you're on the app, you get sucked into it. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. My neighbors, I don't know if you can hear it. They just played one of my fucking favorite, Vines, which is also... Vine was also an older um, app where you just shared videos. And they played the video where it's like, what the fuck is up, Kyle? No, what the fuck is up? and i completely i completely my attention was like <gasps> oh, it's a meme i enjoy it's a vine i enjoy aha um anyways back to tiktok tiktok is like vine in the sense that it's a video sharing app um if it's great for our short attention spans because we can just keep scrolling and just new content right there um the page that shows you videos is tailored to your interests so when you like videos you get more content like that um it's was mostly big with gen z generation but with this pandemic and this past year uh all ages are on tiktok now which is exciting there's some cool stuff there's some not so cool stuff on there too um but i think that the app is uh going to introduce a lot more guidelines after after the influx of of users they have now um but yeah so people got tiktoks people were ra- ranting and raving about uh the mysterious world of big cats uh after watching tiger king the the series on Netflix, which delved into the life of Joe Exotic and his big cats and all of his controversy. We were, we were obsessed, you know, not everyone, obviously, you know, I say everyone is a generalization. Obviously, not everyone watched Tiger King. Not everyone wanted to. It's like, kind of like, it was, a true crime kind of series, but also just so wild. Just every episode, you think, how could it get crazier? And it always surprised you. Um, The amount of couple costumes I saw this past Halloween where they dressed up as Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. I cannot tell you how many. Um, Just, it was a popular costume for... This Halloween, and I predicted that that would probably happen. I think many people predicted that um so yeah, that was happening in the beginning of the pandemic. People were going out and getting plants, like so many people I know started to you know get a green thumb um around my neighborhood. So many beautiful gardens popped up, so when you were going on your sixth or seventh walk of the day, you'd just see these beautiful gardens. Um, I myself got some succulents. They live on my balcony. And I do take care of them. So I was a part of that as well. Um, What else happened? Uh, There was a transition into remote learning from many universities and primary schools. Um, Definitely starting in the spring and, and most places in the fall. I can't speak for all counties within California, nor can I like speak for other counties and other states because I see stuff where it's like, oh, they're still doing in-person instruction. Wow. All right. It's October. Yikes. That's not good. Um, But yeah, so we did remote learning, um, which, which meant class was on Zoom as it was everything else in your life, you were having happy hours on Zoom. You were having graduation ceremonies. You were having weddings, um, birthday parties, um, dates. Yeah. Dates on Zoom. Everything became virtual and, uh, Zoom is, you know, that company is doing pretty well. I'm sure from this year and the amount of people that use, um, that program. But uh, it has been a stressful year. Obviously, the pandemic has been one of the major stressors. Um, The murder, the murders of, um, and I'm just highlighting the two most, like, publicly shared, or not shared, but the most prominent Murders that that gained a lot of attention by the media and the movement of uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. But the murders of Breonna Taylor, um, a innocent black woman who was fatally shot um, multiple times. I don't remember the bullet count by um, by cops in her home um, because they. I won't get into it. Um, <laughs> cause I'll just get heated. Um, but yeah, she was, she was murdered. Um, she's an innocent woman. She was murdered. Um, as well as the murder of George Floyd, uh, who was, um, also murdered by cops, uh, over a counterfeit dollar, $20 bill, um, that they were gonna arrest him for. Um, and they killed him and those two murders were in the beginning of June I believe I know George Floyd's murder was in June um so the Black Lives Matter movement had kind of uh uh I want to say resurgence because it's been around for for a long time since I think at least since the murder of Michael Brown. Um, but there was obviously an uptick, and there were peaceful marches and peaceful protests throughout the country, throughout the world, um, to bring attention to uh, systemic racism, you know, in the United States and, and globally, and um, police brutality that that Black Americans... Um, Black and Indigenous people of color as well face on a daily basis. And, um, you know, there were a lot of concerns that the pandemic would spread because of the protests, but, you know, everyone... I've had, fr- I had friends going to these protests. Um, I, where I live, there weren't big protests, and I'm also a chicken shit with really bad anxiety. And so I did not, um, march with anyone though. I would have liked to, I just am a scared little shit. Um, but I had friends who did and everyone wore masks and there was data. There's data out there that shows that there were not, you know, rises, rises, rising cases from these protests because everyone was wearing masks. Um, there was obviously some destruction that happened, um, and some looting, but there's also data out there that showed that 93% of these protests and marches were from peaceful protesters. Um, And there's also evidence out there of the, of the individuals who are looting. (laughs) And uh, it wasn't people that were a part of the movement. It was people that were taking advantage of, of, of large groups of people protesting to, um, you know, wreck havoc on, on businesses and loot. Anyways, so that's that. Now that I've pissed off, maybe some people that don't want to look at the look at the facts <laughs> or face the hard truth, I guess. Um, you know, that was, that's a big part of 2020 was the Black Lives Matter movement gained a lot of momentum because of the unfortunate murders of of two black innocent Black Americans. And there were, there were still other, other, black Americans that were murdered past these two events that happened. Um, And it's still ongoing. And there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But I think that the movement gained a lot of momentum and a lot more support than it has in the past, which is exciting. And I hope that this, you know this keeps going and we actually make, you know, big changes. Being in academia, it's really important that, that these changes are implemented within academia because a lot of prejudice and, and, uh, especially in STEM, it's, it's just now becoming more diverse. Um, but there's still so much work we need to do. Um, I'm not always very well-spoken, so, you know, I will say, I, this is all, like, I'm not looking at a script. This is just me talking. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to be argumentative and, and say, well, you don't know what you're talking about, or, like, you said that, like, okay, sure, but, like, also realize there's truth to what i'm saying i may not have the statistic like the actual like specific numbers or dates when things were published and i don't have the sources readily available to to audibly say to you but these are things that happen and you can look them up um anyways yeah okay (laughs) stephanie's getting a little angry because i can just anticipate some people being really shitty um anyways and I say people being really shitty people being like you know the people who are like all lives matter (laughs) no (laughs) I was gonna make a really bad joke that that my life doesn't matter (laughs) but I'm not it's okay I'm okay like don't worry about it um no, but Black Lives Matter, okay? Don't be shitty. That's what I'm going to say on that, okay? Black Lives Matter. Don't be shitty. Okay? Great. Glad we could all get through that. Anyways, on to the rest of 2020. Um, RBG passed away. So the Associate Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died at 87 years old. Um, there was a rapid rush to fill her vacant seat before the election. Um, I think we all know how that turned out. Yeah, that's great. Um, we had an election this year, which was also fucking stressful. Um, just a lot of, like, social, like, we're all stuck at home and all we have is, our phones our devices and social media at our fingertips and there's just so much shit that was happening and you just couldn't escape it and like yeah you're not supposed to escape some of it like you have to face it but it was constant and I think a lot of people got burnt out um it's been a rough year for so many people for healthcare workers I can't even I don't know how they do it I don't know how they do it. They're going... They're working every day. Insane hours. And just seeing so much death from from this virus. And having to just be in uncomfortable equipment, PPE, all day. Just to go home and see, you know, that their friends from high school are having, like, a pool party in the middle of July you know, no masks, just vibes. Um, how shitty, how shitty that's gotta be. Um, you know, people, people, I think, I don't know if cognitive dissonance is the best phrase or explanation for this, but it, a lot of people, you know, would post on social media, like, oh, thank you, healthcare workers. And like, stay at home, save lives, but then also share the same day would share like that they're at a party with people or they're, you know, at a bar that's still somehow magically open, you know, doing things like that aren't safe during a fucking global pandemic. And it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you can't be like, I'm doing my part and I thank the healthcare workers and then just be like, But also the rules don't apply to me and I'm special case. So I'm going to, I'm going to still go to my friend's wedding. Um, like it's just, there was a lot of that. And for a while that was really frustrating, uh, to see because, uh, you know, people are dying and people who work in hospitals, like they are doing their jobs and you're making it harder for them to do their jobs. Um. And uh, though we have a vaccine that is uh, making its way to everyone eventually, uh, it doesn't mean that you can go be crazy. I feel like we've been in this like mask, wearing a mask is just like, like the norm now, like Yep, that's that's an article of of clothing I wear now. <laughs> it's mask. Um so it's just like how are you not used to this by now? Why It's a very dismal sad podcast episode. It's not meant to be just reflecting. Um I will say there was a lot of great music that came out this year. A lot of great music. Lady Gaga Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, Kid Cudi, Haim, um, they all came out with new albums. I can't tell you how excited I will be. <sighs> when it's finally post-pandemic, whenever that may be, whenever we've returned to some kind of pre-pandemic life, it's not going to be 100% normal. Things are already going to change, okay? But when we have made it to the point where bar, like it's safe to go out, okay? And bars and clubs are open and it's safe. I cannot tell you how freaking excited I am to hear lady gaga and ariana grande's rain on me that song in the club or at a bar i will literally dance on a table to that shit i don't care if it's if no one else is doing it if i'm at a place where somehow no one likes pop music but they play it and it's just me feeling myself i'm gonna do it because that song brings me so much joy and i and I wish that it had come out pre-pandemic so that I could have enjoyed (laughs) dancing to it. Um, I think this is something that's shared by a lot of people too, so you know what? I'm not that crazy. Um, Yeah, a lot of good music came out this year, a lot of good shows, Um, yeah, like Tiger King, Queen's Gambit, uh, I hear The Mandalorian is really great, that's been taken off on Disney+, I've not watched it yet, um, but yeah, uh, I got a new car, uh, it was much needed, because I could have maybe, you know, I was driving essentially a vehicle that was gonna be ready to explode at any point, so that's, you know, safety is important, Um, I picked up playing the ukulele. That's fun. It's been fun. Yeah, I've been having a good time doing that. Just playing. Just, just doing things for shits and gigs. Um, I was living alone at the beginning of the pandemic. And now, well, I moved into the house that I'm in now in May. And, um, that's been kind of a saving grace for me this this crazy year um it's been awesome to have roommates um and be you know closer to closer to school and and closer to things it's been really fun um it's also been really nice to have my cats and I appreciate them a lot more um And I think I'm a lot more patient with him now. Um, My New Year's Eve kiss was with my cat, Coffee. (laughs) He was not happy about it. Um, I also had to like, it wasn't even at midnight. It was like 30 minutes after. I had to wrestle him from downstairs and force him into my arms so that I can smooch him. Um, But yeah, you know, there is a lot of a lot of growth I think this year for many people I for one um am really happy with where you know I got myself and I'm I'm happy you know being alone and kind of just like I enjoy like being with myself more than I did before like alone time was hard and and like while I enjoy it you know, having it all the time was difficult at first, and now I'm like, I kind of dig it <laughs> more than, you know, more than like, hanging out with people sometimes. Um, so that's been good, just adapting to circumstances, I guess. <laughs> uh, but no, I've. It's been uh, it's been a year, um, and you know I've lost relatives. Um not covid related but i I lost my uncle and I lost my aunt this year um and so that's been been yucky um I have gotten closer to family, which is really great, and I'm so grateful for all of the support they give me um, it's you know I will say things it was rough this year but i think that a lot of my core values um have been strengthened this year and and my beliefs and and uh yeah just me as a person i guess you know growing i'm like finally coming into the person that i am and who i'm supposed to be and I sound so philosophical, not meaning to sound so pretentious, Um, but I think this was a good year for growth for me, Um, and I was really fortunate to be in the position that I am, um, to be working where I work. Um, As a grad student researcher, I'm considered an essential worker, which is really great, so, I'm really grateful for that. It was a year, okay? 2020 was a year. I know I'm missing a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, and I kind of went on a tangent. But I hope that when you look back on 2020, you remember the important events that happened, whether they be positive or negative. Um, And just kind of, like, realize how we got there and where we can go from there, you know? It wasn't like 2020 was just gonna, gonna be, like, it was, it wasn't just like, oh, but it was just one bad year, (laughs) you know? There were things that happened up to 2020 that set the stage for catastrophe, it's not like systemic racism just, blo- like, blossomed overnight. That's been there. Um, You know, it's not like we were prepared for a global pandemic. We weren't. This is mentioned, you know, by Bill Gates, I think it was him, in his TED Talk years ago. How we're not going to be prepared for a pandemic, a global pandemic. And we weren't that's evident um there were so many fires you know we started the australian bushfires in january there were fires in california um that's climate change okay like this is all stuff that's that set the stage for a catastrophic year but it wasn't just like 2020 was a oops by chance shitty year (laughs) it was all stuff that led up to it. So knowing that, what can we learn from, from the stuff that happened this year? How do we make the world a better place? Not to sound, you know, naive or childish, I think that that's something that we should all think about. Like, how do we not let all of this stuff happen again? How do we grow. How do we make this a place that's kind and caring and uh, you know where there's no prejudice that would be nice you know where we trust our scientists and you know do actual research instead of just clicking on you know uh, clickbait articles from BuzzFeed you know actually like doing research we have the internet at our fingertips there are so many free science journals and just journals in general to give you actual data and research and to help you kind of critically think about the data that's out there i think it's really important you know um critical thinking is what has brought us (laughs) so many technological advances. And I think that, you know, I think that people have really adopted this troll-like behavior where they just, you you know, they don't want to hear the facts, they just want to push their own opinion and their opinions are often emotionally charged. And, you know, no one likes to be told that they're wrong. So it's hard, especially um, in some conversations where I'm like, I want to tell them that they're being stupid, you know, but you can't because if you lead with that, you know, you're being stupid, um, you've already lost the person. They don't want to listen to you. Um, So I think communicating uh, how do we communicate to each other i think it's important we learn okay take all of the instances you've seen this past year whether it be from presidential debates um you know stuff that you probably saw on facebook you know people arguing about so many things <laughs> uh i think it's important that we think critically and we communicate and we listen to each other Um, I will say disclaimer though if you're coming from a place of hate um, and bigotry um, I'm not going to listen to you (laughs) Uh, I mean what are you going to tell me I don't like XYZ just because because I think that I'm better than them or that Okay. Great. That's what I'm listening to. Great. No. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to that. But I am going to listen to, you know, an actual discussion. I'd be happy to discuss if you have prejudice towards a group of people and why you might have that and and why, you know, it's not healthy for you to have those prejudices against people. I mean, the only kind of judgment towards people you should have is based on their character, okay? Right? That's, uh, I think that that's what Jesus said. (laughs) I don't know. The point is, I think that there are a lot of takeaways from this past year. I think we've all had a lot of time to reflect, on our behavior individually, as a whole, in this, you know, world as humans. I think we've seen that we're not invincible and that we rely on people for support, and that's okay. But that being said, there needs to be a lot of changes so that support can be accessible to everyone, not just to people who have ridiculous amounts of money. I, you know, it would be silly to think that 2021 is magically just going to be better. There are things we're still dealing with. The virus isn't completely gone. You know, we're starting vaccination, but we're not all going to be vaccinated for a while. (laughs) You know? So, I don't think you can just return to brunch, (laughs) Sunday brunch, as much as I wish we could uh it's not going to happen for a while um yeah you know i don't know all the things but i i can i'm confident in saying that i'm an adult who has grown a lot this year um i'm a scientist i I'm a intersectional feminist. And you know, I'm a friend, okay? I think that I give people the benefit of the doubt a, a little too often. But I just truly hope, and and I know it could sound a little naive, but I really hope that people will take this past year and, and hope for better and also do better, you know? And I don't think it's all on the individual. I think that there are bigger powers in play that need to, um, step it the fuck up. But, you know, if you're listening and you're like, well, what the fuck can I do? Um, know I think just like the first thing to do is start with yourself (laughs) I think so many people don't realize um, how much work that they just need done on themselves I'm still working on myself you know it's an ongoing thing it's not just uh, one and done like ah, I took a month working on myself and now I'm a hundred percent (laughs) awesome it doesn't work that way I wish I wish it did. Doesn't though. Everything is constantly changing and you're constantly growing. So keep evolving. You know, don't don't uh backtrack, you know. I know that ignorance is bliss, but I think that we have a lot of work to do. I am hopeful for 2021. I think that we can get to a place where a, you know, a global pandemic isn't affecting us and we can, you know, go back to whatever normal was. But that being said, I hope that we come back to that normal with new insight um, into how we treat one another and... Um, yeah, I hope we, I hope that things are looking up. Um, the realist in me says take it day by day and don't have high hopes. But the newfound optimist in me is saying, you know, be hopeful and if things don't happen the way that you anticipated, it's okay. So that is kind of where I want to leave you all. Um, I know I don't I didn't cover all the major events of 2020. Just kind of touched upon my own major life events and current events that affected everyone. Um, yeah. And, you know, I am not all knowing. There are things I know. Um, and there are things I've researched. And there are my own opinions on things as well. I want to, you know, just say, I, you know, I think people are mostly inherently good and kind. But I think that we don't always know how to deal with anger and frustration. And that manifests into hate sometimes. And that hate somehow gets spread towards other people. um, Who don't deserve it. Especially people in marginalized communities. Black and indigenous people of color. Um, and, um, you know, people who don't fit this box that you think people should fit in, um, everyone is different and as long as you're not hurting someone or yourself, I feel like you deserve to have a place on this, you know, on this earth just as much as the next person so with that <laughs> i hope that 2021 brings you what you know you hoped for and i hope that we can all one day go to sunday brunch <laughs> Or have a beer. Um, and, you know, maybe one day that'll happen this year. Maybe not, but I think it's good to be hopeful and, you know, continue to do your part in staying safe during this global pandemic. That's all I have today. My neighbors are probably like, bitch, we could hear you the entire fucking time. Who do you think you are? Jimmy Kimmel? Oprah? No, you're just a white girl sitting in your sunroom. Stop now, please. You're not, you're not wise. You're just a baby millennial. (laughs) No, that's not what they're saying. That's my anxiety talking. They probably don't even hear me. Let's hope. Um, Okay. (laughs) All right. So that that is all. Cheers. Cheers for fears. Just kidding. That's an 80s band, but it's actually titled Tears for Fears. Anyways, goodbye.